بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم Welcome you back to our series on the du'as from the Quran and the Sunnah Unlocking hearts or I am near Because that is what Allah tells us about himself Especially when we ask about him in the month of Ramadan As was the reason of revelation of the verses وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ when my servants ask you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, about me, indeed I am near. And who asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this question? Of course it was the Sahaba, radiallahu ta'ala, and whom the companions of our beloved messenger. May Allah be pleased with all of them. Now have you ever thought about how fortunate they were to be the friends, to be the helpers, the supporters, and the followers of our beloved messenger Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam during his lifetime and how amazing it would be for us to to be with him in Jannatul Firdaus insha'Allah and their reward is of course unquestionable there's no question about their reward whatsoever so now the question for us is actually where do we fit in and what benefit will we have in comparison to them. So the dua that we're looking at today is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us to say and we'll we'll explain why. I'm sure many of us have heard this dua before, so we'll recite it and uh, this time try to recite it with me inshaAllah. ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم And again, this is a dua from the Quran. We are looking at surah number 59, verse number 10. Surah number 59, surah al-hashr and verse number 10. What is the dua? رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا O our Lord, O our Rabb, forgive us وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ And forgive our brethren who had preceded us with faith. In other words, the believers who had come before us. وَلَا تَجَعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا And do not place in our hearts غِلَّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Any rancor, any ill feelings, any hatred, any malice, لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا For those who believe. رَبَّنَا O our Lord, إِنَّكَ Indeed you, رَؤُوفٌ You are full of kindness. رَحِيمٌ You are most merciful. There's so much we can learn from this, subhanAllah. But if we look at it within context, we see that from verse number 8, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Hashr, from verse number 8, tells us about some of the Sahaba, some of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in verse 8 he says, For those ones, the poor ones, al-muhajireen, the immigrants, alladhina ukhriju min diyarihim, those who were expelled from their homes, wa amwalihim, and they were, they were robbed of the property. Yabtaghuna fadlam min Allah, and they made the sacrifice, seeking the bounty from Allah, wa ridwana and his pleasure. 
or pleasure. وَيَنْصُرُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ Seeking to assist and helping Allah and His Messenger. How? By helping the deen of Islam. أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الصَّادِقُونَ Allah says those ones, they are the truthful. الصَّادِقُونَ is a, a special honor that they receive and it means the truthful ones. They stand for the truth and they accept the truth. So those are the muhajirun. And then we look at uh, the Ansar in verse number 9 where Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ تَبَوَّأُ الدَّارَ وَالْإِيمَانَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ And those who they settled in the home and they settled with faith مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ preceding their meaning in Medina, before the Muhajirun arrived, they were already believers there and they were settled there and they embraced faith already. And they loved those who made hijrah to them. In other words, the Muhajirun. So who is this referring to? The Ansar. And they found within their hearts no sense of need for that which they were given. You know, of the spoils of war or of any form of wealth. They were not interested in material gain is the basic message here. And on top of that, وَيُؤْثِرُونَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ And they would prefer others over themselves. وَلَوْ كَانَ بِهِمْ Even though they themselves had inferior goods or they had poverty. In other words, when the Muhajirun had come to them, they were not rich. The Ansar were not rich, at least uh, predominantly so. Some of them were. But still they would treat the Muhajirun with such hospi- uh, hospitality that they would prefer the Muhajirun over themselves. Subhanallah. And then Allah also notes about them, or a lesson that we can take from them, and whosoever is saved from their own stinginess or the stinginess of their self, their, their base desire or their nafs, right? فَأُولَٰئِكَ Those ones, هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ They are the successful ones. As an indication that if others were to follow in the habits of the Ansar by not being materialistic and being generous and being compassionate to others, by preferring others over themselves, they too would become successful as the Ansar was successful. And when we hear this, we think to ourselves, Subhanallah, how fortunate are the Muhajirun and the Ansar that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about them with such amazing characteristics in the Quran. And in other places, Allah indicates clearly that Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with meeting him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we say, but what about us? Here we coming so many years after the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, after the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, in a time of great challenges to our faith. And we ask, where do we fit in? And how do we remember and pray for all of those who had contributed in some way or they were made parcel and part of our journey to Islam without us even being aware of it. How do we remember them and honor them? Because it was not only our parents who were instrumental in Allah's plan to bring faith to us, but there were so many others. So for all of this, 
to not leave us out and to give us such an opportunity to pray for them, Allah teaches us in verse number 10 of Surah Al-Hashr, that's Surah number 59, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِن بَعْدِهِمْ And those who had come after them, in other words, those who come after them, all of those Muslims who came after the Muhajirun and the Ansar, يَقُولُونَ They will say, رَبَّنَا O oh our Lord, اغْفِرْ لَنَا Forgive us. وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ And forgive our brethren who had preceded us with faith. All of our forefathers. And of course, included in this primarily would be the Muhajirun and the Ansar. وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا And do not place within our hearts. غِلًّا Any rancor, any hatred, any dislike, any malice. لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Towards those who believed. Rabbana, O oh our Lord, innaka indeed you, Raufun, you are the most kind, Rahimun, you are the most merciful. And interestingly, that year Allah chooses Rahimun, and as we know from Surah Al Fatiha, Rahman and Rahim refer both to mercy, but Rahman is A'ammu min al Rahim. Rahman refers to, to, to the mercy of Allah that is more general than Rahim. Rahim refers specifically to the believers. And further we learn from a hadith that Allah has divided his mercy into a hundred portions, one of which covers everything in existence from the beginning of time until the end of time. And 99 portions is only for the believers in the year after. So if you add those uh, bits of information together, what we understand is that Rahman refers to the one portion because it's for everyone and Rahim refers to the other 99 portions of Allah's mercy for the believers in the Akhirah. May Allah make us of those. We learn from this dua that we shouldn't have anything negative in our heart space and in our mind space about those companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam even though there were difficulties among them, especially after the Prophet ﷺ had passed away from this world and there were challenges and history you know, sometimes revealed certain uh, rather negative things, but we should keep our hearts and our tongues and our minds and our souls clean from developing any ill feelings and hatred towards any of the Prophet ﷺ family or his companions. May Allah be pleased with all of them. Because this, you know, having this clean heart is a quality that Allah ascribes to the believers who come after them. So if we develop ill feelings in our hearts against them, then there's a question mark on our faith. More so, we learn from the supplication that we, that we ask Allah. Allah is informing us that this is the quality of the believers. Then he tells us what to ask. And then part of what he tells us to ask for is not to place any ill feelings in our hearts for those who believe in general. Not just to make dua for forgiveness for those who had come before, but also to re reserve, or rather to preserve our hearts from all forms of ill feelings towards believers while we are here in this world. Ill feelings is a detrimental thing for a believer to carry around. It is a heavy, burdensome weight that poisons one's own heart and doesn't have any effect, any real or lasting effect on the person against whom it is directed. 
by making this dua, we appeal to Allah to clean our hearts. So when we supplicate with a supplication here, we should connect with it and really see deep within our hearts if we have any malice, any ill feelings towards any believers and then pray sincerely, thinking about all those ill feelings and asking Allah to remove it. For Allah is full of kindness, rahimun and merciful to the believers. So we remember here that if we want Allah to show us that kindness and if we want Allah to show us of that rahim, that mercy, that is reserved for the believers, then we too need to be willing to show that mercy unto other believers. As we do unto others, it will be done unto us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we want our Lord's forgiveness, if we want His mercy, we need to be willing to show it to others, even though in our mind space they do not deserve that mercy. For when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask ourselves right now, do I deserve his mercy for what I do? Or do I deserve his mercy for what I uh, had sinned and committed? What is it that, that makes me deserving of his mercy? But I remind you at the same time that it is not about what you did to deserve Allah's mercy. It is in fact the grandeur of his mercy to be merciful unto you, even though you and I don't necessarily deserve it. That's the very nature of his rahmah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this beautiful supplication allows us the opportunity to pray for all of our forefathers, for our grandparents and our great-grandparents and all of those who played, as I mentioned, some form of instrumental role by the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for iman to reach us. We may never have even heard their names, we may never have seen them or known of their existence, but wouldn't it be a beautiful gift to them for us to pray for them in this way that our Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala had inspired us with? The very words that come in the Quran, the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by merely making this dua, think about it. Think very carefully because Allah says, those who came after them, يَقُولُونَ They will be saying, رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ And then the dua continues. So by, by being from among those who actually make this dua, we are fulfilling the prophecy of this dua, that there will be those who come after the Sahaba, who will pray for the Sahaba and who will pray for all the believers who are part of their lineage. They will pray and by them praying, in other words us, by us praying, we are fulfilling these words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which says that there will be people who come and they will say this. Ya salam. It is such a beautiful dua to connect with because it connects us, as I said, with the Sahaba, with Allah. Well, let's go from the top down. From It connects us with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It connects us with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because we are praying for him as well and we are praying for, the, for his companions and his family members. Then it connects us with the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they were part of our lineage, part of those who took from the Sahaba, like the tabi'een. Imagine how many tabi'een were awliya. And then from their successors and their successors and so forth, all the way to our own uh, beautiful pioneers of Islam, here in the Cape of Good Hope, and then to our own parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, all the way up to the very first Muslims who settled here. 
all of them are included in this supplication. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجْعَلْ فِي قُلُوبِنَا غِلَّا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ آمين يا رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد والحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته